0: Welcome to Living Water Radio. What do Joseph of Arimathea, Francis of Assisi, Catherine of Siena, and Simon of Cyrene all have in common? While you're giving that some thought, we invite you to join us to consider another question. Why is there something rather than nothing? And to consider that maybe they're the same question because everything is connected. Today we're going to stretch your imagination. Prepare to have your mind blown. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Rev. Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, Number Zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. The Johnson & Johnson one-and-done COVID-19 vaccine is off the table for the time being. You are twice as likely to be struck by lightning as to have a single adverse reaction to the vaccine, but scientists are checking to see why the very few reactions have taken place and what can be done to prevent them. Speaking of Johnson & Johnson, what does the name Johnson mean? Son of John, of, as in descended from, belonging to the family of, a part of, like Frederickson, Davidson, and Jefferson mean son of Frederick, son of David, and son of Jeffrey. D'Angelo means of the angels. Darcy means of the French region of Arcy. And Demille means of the Hamel region in Belgium. Look up the word of in a dictionary, and you'll see things like a preposition expressing the relationship between a part and a whole, as in the hem of his garment, or belonging to, relating to, or connected with something or something, or the deprivation of something. The word of expresses the existence of a connection. So what do Joseph of Arimathea, Francis of Assisi, Catherine of Siena, and Simon of Cyrene all have in common? Same middle name. (laughs) It cracked me up. No, they all belonged to something greater than themselves. Of is a very small word, but it is cosmic in its meaning. It means that there is something greater than me that I am a part of and connected to. It means that I belong. We were, in fact, created for belonging. Have you ever wondered why anything exists? Not how everything was created, but why? The Bible's book of Genesis, in my opinion, is not interested in how things were created. Ancient people were not interested in the how questions of a scientific age. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, we read, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. The ancient world would have been way more interested in the fact that God breathed life into the dust of the ground and it became a living being than what process God used to accomplish that. They would have been more interested in the why and what questions about the beginning or genesis of human existence. That is, why is there something rather than nothing? What can the answer to that question teach me about my nature and purpose? And what am I supposed to do with my life? The Bible begins and answers those questions at the beginning. In the beginning, God created everything out of nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing no matter, no time, no space. It's impossible to wrap our heads around that. It's mind-blowing. Human beings only encounter nature in time and space. Things have substance. Everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. But God started from nothing, nothing. God created everything that exists as an act of God's will. God spoke, and it came to be. There's an old story about the devil challenging God to a test of power. The devil says, The Bible says that you created human beings from the dust of the earth. So what? I can do that too. And as he leans down to scoop up some dust, God says, Whoa! Make your own dirt. If the universe was created with the Big Bang, where did that exploding mass come from? Can something come from nothing? God made us for a living relationship with God, unlike anything else in creation, and made us to be good managers and caretakers of everything else. But for our yes to that living relationship to be real, we had to have the ability to say no. And we did. And evil entered the world. We are the rebellious children of God. We belong to God, and God loves us even when our deeds are evil. God's desire and God's will— is that we, the children of God, return to that living relationship with the one true living God, the relationship for which we were created, and live in accord with that relationship. When everybody but one family forgot about God, God destroyed humanity and started over. When people built a tower to reach into heaven as a monument to their greatness, God destroyed their tower and confused their languages. When the world, except for one couple, Abraham and Sarah, forgot about God, God did not destroy it, but built a great nation from their faith so that that nation, the nation of Israel, might proclaim God and be a blessing to the nations. God liberated that nation from its slavery in Egypt. People still did not return to God. God gave them the law in order that they might know what a relationship with God looked like, and they mostly ignored it. God sent prophets, priests, and kings to the people of God to virtually no effect, at least not for long. But God gave them the promise that a great liberator would arise as a suffering servant. Then God went silent for three hundred years. And then the liberator appeared in Jesus Christ. But the people expected someone to liberate them from the Roman Empire that had, like many empires before them, occupied the land that God had given to Israel. So, when Jesus announced that he had instead come to liberate them from the effects of everything that separated them from God and to restore them to the living relationship with God for which they had been created, their leaders balked. And when the Romans saw him as a threat to public order, they conspired to crucify him. But Jesus was fully God and fully human. They didn't take his life. He gave it and his death was the means by which the forgiveness of our sin was accomplished, and the relationship was restored not because human beings restored it, but because God took our punishment and restored that relationship at the cross. Our acceptance of that gift and our baptism means that we are now all adopted. We are now children of God. We are connected, and we belong not by our actions, but by God's. We are one body with many members, the body of Christ, the Church. All of us, throughout the world and even beyond time, are one body with many members. Christ is the head of the body. We belong to the Lamb of God. This is the one of whom John the Baptist said, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The streams of living water that flow within us, the Holy Spirit, creates the body of Christ— and calls us to our true selves in a living, transformative relationship with the living God and in the lives of service that results from the indwelling presence of God. Paul writes in the third chapter of his letter to the Galatians, starting with the 27th verse, As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ, There is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs, according to the promise. I saw a cartoon once where two professors were looking at a blackboard filled with a long equation, but in the middle were the words, then a miracle occurs. One of the professors is saying, I think that middle part needs some work. We can't solve our problem, our separation from God. We need a Savior for that. And he does his work in the miracle of the cross. For God didn't destroy us, but loved us so much that he gave his life for us, so that everyone who believes in him might be saved. That is the miracle of God's love, God's suffering and death the ultimate statement that we belong. We are loved. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, Paul says. Paul continues that section of Galatians with chapter 4 in these words. My point is this. Heirs, as long as they are minors, are no better than slaves, though they are the owners of all the property but they remain under guardians and trustees until the date set by the Father. So with us, while we were minors, we were enslaved to the elemental spirits of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Of is a little word, but when it points to what God has done and is doing, making us children of God and heirs of God's promises, that we are put right with God by faith, by the living relationship with the one true living God that Jesus, the Lamb of God, makes possible at the cross by the streams of living water that is the Holy Spirit at work within us as the body of Christ, of is everything. This pandemic has left many of us wondering where we fit anymore. Open your heart and receive God's gift of relationship or be renewed in it today. By God's grace, through faith and baptism, you belong. You are a child of God. Today, let's remember to pray for all those awaiting a vaccine, and let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today—the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com, or send us a tweet to at David Birkendall, and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses, and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the Source, God's Self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.